Hi, welcome to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm your host, Elise DeLucci, and we are broadcasting live from my living room in Manhattan on the Upper East Side. Do you think I should get some intro music? What about like RuPaul's Supermodel? I feel like that would be a good song. I, I, I think I have to look into intro music. And it would be nice every time, you know, you listen, we all hear the same little clip of the song. Anyway, today we're talking about men that waste your good years. That's right. I know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you're at your late teens, right? And you're hot to trot and they're wasting your time because they won't commit. Or maybe you're in your prime baby making years and you're size zero, okay? And they're wasting them. We're talking about that. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court justice that recently passed away, has some awesome um, thoughts on marriage. She's been married, was married for a really long time. So I'm going to share those with you. I also want to talk about hair loss. Are you losing your hair? Because I am. I go in the shower. I got clumps of hair in there. What's going on? Let's talk about that. Um, a product I want to talk about. A couple's card game. I bought it. I think it's really fun whether you're in a relationship for a really long time uh, or you're in a new relationship. It's even better if you're in a new relationship. I'm going to do some questions from the audience. So take a sip of your drink, relax, and enjoy talking to me, your BFF. Okay, back to the day. You want to hear this? This is a funny one. Do you know the chef's hat? You know the chefs in the kitchen, they wear those big white like high hats. They're like you know two feet long and they have all the pleats in them. Well, the hundred folds in a chef's hat represents 100 ways to cook an egg. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's a real thing. And, and people say that, that the, the pleats are, are used to signify a chef's level of experience. So like the number of ways that this chef knows how to prepare an egg. So if you know how to prepare the egg 100 ways, you got a chef hat with 100 pleats. Do people still do that? Because the last time I checked, unless I'm only dining at Applebee's, fine dining establishments like Applebee's, which I am, I haven't seen a chef in a chef hat like that. <laughs> I probably should get out more. I mean, if you live in the city, there are fancy restaurants here. Why isn't my boyfriend taking me to any of them? Anyway, so how are you? How was your week? Mine was okay. Virtual school, you doing this? Homeschooling, not homeschooling, like, you know, the uh, remote blended learning. How are you handling this? Are you a mother? How are you handling it's hard. I have two kids, two kids. Okay. They have like seven or eight classes each per day. I thought when we were doing the blended learning, it was going to be like you log in at eight 30 and to the computer and you log off at two and maybe they get an hour break for lunch. You know, you pause it. No, 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 no. It's seven freaking classes a day and they all start at different times and both kids, you know, are, are on these different schedules. So like one kid starts at 8.45 and the class ends at 9.15. The other kid's class starts at 9.30 and it ends at 10.10. And then, you know, and so on and so forth. And seven of them, plus times two, 14. And then I got meetings when I'm working from home. It's a nightmare. I, you know, and, and it's funny though, because my girls are young and, um, you know, they've only been in school a couple of years, right? They're in elementary school. And it's interesting because it's like they don't seem to miss face-to-face -face interaction. Now, I know they need face-to-face -face interaction. Thank God they have each other right? But it's like they don't miss face-to-face -face interaction. Like I said to my eldest daughter, I said, oh, doll, how's your class? You have any friends? And she's like, yeah, I have so many friends. And this one does this. And this one's from Japan. And this one. And I'm like, how funny is that? Like she has not even met these children. And they're just all, she just sees little faces in little square boxes, like a modern day Brady Bunch family classroom form. And they're all her friends. And she knows things about them. And it's, it's funny. I mean, they need, they freaking need full-time school. They do. I believe in having that socialization. So I want everything to go back to normal, but it, it's funny. This is just a whole new world. Um, and I'm sure if you're a parent, it's, it's, you know, this is not easy. I think like the other day I had the, 
you know, 14 classes for them. I had five calls and who needs lunch? Who has to go to the potty? Who threw gum at who? I mean, it's a nightmare. Anyway, you know what I did the other day? I ate inside a restaurant for the first time in six months. Can you imagine? The first time in six months. I just, you know, really like here, private talk. I only really have eaten out like four times in the last six months. Like I, I went out to eat like four times and I sat outside, you know, Manhattan. They have the outdoor tables and very cute, by the way. The outdoor tables, if you don't live here, it's like frogs. It's like they're it's cute. Everybody, you know, all the restaurants have a little outdoor part of uh, the street or the, the sidewalk and they put up the tents and some of them get fancy. They have big fake flowers. Some of them have TVs and some have um, heating lamps and, and it's really nice. And I ate, I have eaten out about four times. And the only reason why I haven't eaten out more is, well, because one, I live on a budget, but two, because uh, I was a little skeeved out. It's like we're in a pandemic and now all of a sudden everybody's eating out and they say the table should be six pot, six feet apart, but you know, they're not. You know they're not. But this weekend, I did go downtown. I went downtown to Tribeca. I ate at a restaurant called Max. It's really good uh, on West Broadway in Tribeca, if you're ever there. Um, and it, it's good. Easy, nice Italian food. Nice dishes. No pizza, though. I was, I was disappointed they had no pizza because, you know, I had the kids with me, and that's an easy thing for them to eat. And then, you know, of course, no kids menu. So and then I had to order them a chicken milanese. I take the arugula off and cut it to make mini chicken nuggets, and I was, like, about to die. But anyway... The, the dining experience, it was totally normal. It was a normal experience. The only thing that was funny was just that there was only three tables inside the restaurant. So on one hand, I felt like the queen of England because I felt like I was dining with my court. But then, I, you know, but then on the other hand, I was like, this is sad because this is like, you know, this is really, this is the new normal. Um, have you guys eaten out? Do you like it? Have you got eaten out inside? Do you like it? I don't know. You know, they didn't have the plexiglass up. Some restaurants I heard, they have the plexiglass up in between the booths and whatnot. They didn't have this. Anyway, so let, let's talk about this, okay? Your good years, your good years. Are you wasting your good years on the wrong guy? Do you know somebody that wasted their good years on the wrong guy? Oh, I know, boatloads of these girls. Some me, some me, me too. If to some extent, I, I dated guys way too long. I wouldn't say it was my full good years, but I have some friends that have been with guys six, 10 years waiting for them to come in, waiting for a ring, waiting for them to say they want to have a kid and they never do it. And then there, and then there she is. There's Samantha, 11 years devoted to her boyfriend, no ring, no baby. And now she's perimenopausal and it's fucking sad. It's really sad. And these guys, they suck. But you want to know what? They suck, but also you have to GTFO, get the fuck out of there if they're doing this shit to you. I don't believe in this. And you know what, here's the thing. I don't believe in regrets. I don't believe in regrets. So if you are in a relationship and you're in the relationship for five years and you think it's not going where, you think he's wasting your time, I, don't, I wouldn't say you should get out of the relationship and then regret your experience or, oh, poor me, poor Samantha. I, I gave 11 years of my relationship and he never did anything. Well, you wanna know what, Samantha? He took you to Bora Bora. You went to the plaza a few times a year. You had a nice 11 years if you ask me. But it's like, and there's upside, Samantha, by the way, you've got to buy whatever you want because you've had no children for the last 11 years. Now it's, but it's like, here's the thing. It's like, I wouldn't regret, you know, if I was Samantha, I wouldn't regret that 11, those 11 years that I gave to the guy. But, but if I knew in my gut that he was wasting my time, you know, like, you know, you know when he's wasting your time, right? Like, why are you still staying? And it's like, the thing is with Samantha is that she felt, like she lost a big portion of her life. And, you know, and, she, you know, look, I mean, the reality of the situation is she did. Like she did lose a big portion of her life. 11 years is a long time. 
And then to come out of that relationship after the realization that he, he wasn't ever going to move it forward and then be perimenopausal. I mean, that's devastating. And, you know, she could have met somebody else and started her life with that person instead. And she knows it and we talk about it and it's fine. It's not like it's a bad thing. And she's not mad that I'm talking about it. But what I'm saying to you is that if you're in one of these relationships, you know, you're 33 years old and you're with this guy for four or five years and he doesn't want to pop the question or it's not time yet, screw him. There's somebody else waiting for you. You got to meet the other person. Go start your life with that person instead. Like, you know, you, you're making this person a long-term investment. You're choosing to invest in that person. I have a friend that was with a guy, his six years. I did TikTok about this. I had to get, we had to, you know, we had to go on this town. We had to get our hoops on, you know, our Aquanet in our hair. If you saw that TikTok, it was good. But, you know, I have this friend. She invested six years into this guy. She thought that he was going to marry her. She, she loved him. She really did. She put up with all this shit. And you know what he said after six years? Well, besides the fact that he said he wasn't ready, he told her after six years, he was going to buy an investment property. Can you imagine that investment property? I, I was like, an investment property? Why doesn't he buy a freaking family home? What the hell? Well, why don't you go halvesies on this property and go live in it together? He just didn't want to marry her. And he didn't want to marry her so much so that he took all of his money and he went and dumped it into some shithole in the Catskills, which is upstate New York, if you're not from New York. Yeah, well, how about, how about a family apartment, guy? Okay, guy. How about a family apartment? How about a family center hall colonial on a cul-de-sac? How about a family townhouse? You bum. That's what he is. He's a bum. Six years, no engagement. You know when they're wasting your time. And here, here's, here's how you could tell when, you're wasting it, when they're wasting your time. Do you drag him to do things? Because this was like a hallmark I noticed with my friends. Like, my, some of my friends that had this experience, they, they had to drag him to everything. Like, they would be like, when are we going to put our money together? When are we going to move in? Oh, I want you to really come to my, my niece's communion. Come on, please. You really got to come. You know, it's like, listen, if he, if he is committed to you and he loves you, he's going to be there. He's going to want to be there. I'm not saying he's going to want to go to your niece's communion. I mean, come on, really? What is he going to, I mean, he's going to want to go to your nephew's bat mitzvah. Is he going to want to do the Havana Nagil for three hours? Probably not. But the reality of the situation is if he loves you, he's going to want to have a life with you. He's going to want to do these things with you. Have a bank account, move in together, meet your family, spend time with your family, do holidays together. If you're begging him or dragging him to do these things, you know, you know, you know when you know. I don't, I don't even need to tell you. I know you know it. And there's girls out there. It's like they have this psychotic stalling tactic, these men. And they can up and keep it for all I care. They, they want no real commitment, no real responsibility. It's like the only thing they want to, the only thing they would maybe mildly commit to is a calico cat. And, I, and you know what? I want nothing to do with that. Cats, they could stink up your house and I'd rather have a baby and a house, a real house with, the, my, with a man, a real man, because that's not a real man. And, you know, um, one of the things, though, in all seriousness, that I realized with my friends that had these guys, particularly these girls that were in their 30s or 40s with these time wasters, you know, which I love to call them, is that my friends, not only did they stop making up excuses, you know, to us, to the other girls, but they also did things like to protect themselves. They weren't consciously doing these things. Like one of my girlfriends was with a time waster, right? A few years. And she would just stay at work late. She would stay at work late. She'd work on her business. She started pulling back emotionally you know, from, from her boyfriend, she eventually pulled back emotionally, like from us, her friends. <clears throat> and we, we realized that it was like, she wasn't consciously doing this. She was subconsciously 
putting more energy into work, which is not a bad thing, but you're putting more energy to work, spending more time at the office, pulling back emotionally because she was just trying to protect herself. She was protecting herself from the reality that was really happening. And that's the reality is that this guy just didn't want to be super serious with her. And that is just going to make you resentful. And you know what? You cannot buy time. That's the one thing you can't buy. I mean, you can't buy happiness and shit, but you want to know what? If you got a 60-foot yacht and you're in the south of Italy, sounds happy to me, but you can't buy time. You can't buy time. You can't buy health. Anyway, you want to believe. I think that like all the girls, you know, you want to believe it's a misunderstanding. You want to think, oh, he's just not ready yet. Oh, no, he just lost his job. He's not ready yet. No, no. Fuck it. You know, you you know, in the bottom of your heart, you've got feeling. It's, te- it's telling you he doesn't want to commit. He doesn't want to face the music. It's okay, pack that shit up, pack that shit up and get the fuck out of there because you're going to find somebody else that's going to really love you, that's going to appreciate you. And guess what? Even if they, the new guy, you don't even really love the new guy, maybe the guy has a lazy eye and a few missing teeth, who gives a shit? He's going to give you what he wants. You can fix the teeth, right? They're only wasting your time because you let them. And I'm sorry, Samantha. I am sorry for you. But you know it. You've heard me say that a lot of times. Anyway, so, Okay. On this topic-ish, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, obviously, you know her, the second woman on the Supreme Court, though she passed away recently, 87, she had cancer. She was like, you know, the leader in the girl power movement. You know, a lot of people know this, obviously. She fought for equality, women's rights through this, the, her, her Supreme Court rulings. But a lot of things, a lot of, one thing that people don't know, because she's a storage feminist, is that she was devoted to her husband. She was married to, for 56 years. And I love, I love talking to older women and hearing about their, their relationships and their marriage advice. When I was young, a teenager, my mom had me um, volunteer at an old folks home. So fun. But it actually was fun. I, I did, did their nails and I ran the bingo station. Um, it's probably why I love old women so much. I feel like I was had a lot of experience with them at a young age. But, but I loved, they would always talk about their husbands or the, the, the great loves of their lives. And they always had these little like wonderful nuggets, tidbits of, of advice. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg has this sort of thing, and she has some quotes. I want to just tell you them. And it's, she, for example, her husband, Marty, she says, Marty was an extraordinary person. Out of all the boys I dated, he was the only one that really cared that I had a brain. And he was always making me feel, well, better than I thought that I, that I actually was. So isn't that nice? Like, isn't that nice? What she's basically telling us is if you have a guy that appreciates your intellect, and he actually thinks you're the best thing since one's a bread. Like, you know, stick with him. That was her advice. Other thing, here's another thing. When she got married, so 56 years ago, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg got married, 56 years ago, her mother-in-law took her aside. And she, this is, this is what she says. My mother-in-law took me aside and she said she wanted to tell me the secret of the happy marriage. You're going to love this. And the secret, you want to know the secret what the Ruth Bader Ginsburg mother-in-law told her on her wedding day? Be a little deaf in your marriage and even in the workplace. It helps. And she says, Ruth, that advice stood, stood with me. And it was great. Not in just dealing with my marriage, but also dealing with colleagues and whatnot. And it's not good. I mean, and throwing a word like deaf, I mean, that's, that we, don't, we don't really say that anymore, right? But like, you just turn your ear off to certain things. And we all, if you're in a long-term relationship, fuck it. Even if you're with a guy for three months, you know that they say some annoying stuff. Like, let me tell you about how I fix my engine. No, no, no. You know? You could turn off your ear, smile, nod, look pretty, pop a cheese in your mouth, be a little deaf, be a little hard of hearing, according to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, the last thing that, that she said that stuck out to me about her marriage is she says, if you have a caring life partner, 
You help the other person when that person needs it. And she said, I had a partner who thought my work was just as important as his. And, and that made all the difference. So, you know, look, I mean, Ruth Bader was 87 years old when she passed away. You know, whenever she got into the work world, the fact, the times were so different than the fact that her husband thought that what she was doing in, at, with work was just as important as, as his when, you know, wage gaps were insane. Um, that's so awesome. And I love that. I think that that's really good advice. Um, you know? So is your hair falling out? I know. Not, not alopecia falling out, like, like just falling out and not pregnancy falling out. My hair is falling out. What the hell? I go in the shower. I have a lot of hair, ton of hair, very, very thick hair. I have long hair. And every time I go in the shower, clumps and my hair is falling out. And I'm not buying a fancy shampoo. I don't care. I don't care. And it's like when I was pregnant and, you know, if you were pregnant, obviously, you, you know, you know what happened after pregnancy. It's like you have all these beautiful hormones coming into your body and you feel like, a big, beautiful horse with this beautiful mane, shiny, silky hair. And then you give birth to the baby. And a few months later, your hair's falling out. And then you got, you know, J-Lo baby hairs on the sides of your temples. And you're trying to brush them down and gel them with some depth gel. And it's horrific because you're not J-Lo. And you don't have a whole crew of people doing your hair for you. But that's because that happens because those hormones level out. You know, they, they go out of your body and then they level out. And, and the hair, the hair is, the hair is done, you know? So it's just, it's like it, the hair falls out and then it's a regrowth and that it's like baby hairs, right? But, but I didn't just have a child. So I don't know why my hair is falling out. And it happens to a lot of girls. And then I, I, I started to do research and stress. I read stress. Stress can make your hair fall out. How does this happen? Well, I don't know. There's a hormone that we have and it causes hair loss. And, and, and it could also trigger scalp problems like dandruff and, you know, whatever. I don't, I, luckily I don't have dandruff and that kind of thing, but my, my, my hair is falling out and it's, it's not like it's on the pillow. I'm not waking up to clumps of hair on the pillow. It's in the, it's in the shower or it's when I run my fingers through my hair in the day. Like when I pretend I'm, you know, a Malibu porn star and I'm like, ew, why does 65 hairs just come out into my hand? That is not porn sexy. Please, Elise. Um, another reason is I don't eat too much meat. I'm trying to eat more meat, but if you have an iron, iron deficiency, which I know I have a, like a little tiny bit anemic, they say that that uh, iron deficiency, iron deficiency can cause women to lose their hair. And, um, B12, they say is a thing too. You can lose your hair if you have a B12 deficiency, if you have a hyper hyperthyroid issue that could lose the hair, but it's like, how gross. And I'm not saying that like, listen, women lose their hair because they have, maybe have alopecia or they have medical issues. And that, that, that's hard. That's hard. Like your hair, a lot of women say is your pride and joy. But like what I'm saying it's gross for me is not just the thing of losing hair. It's that if I'm with my boyfriend and I'm at his house and he has like a wool sort of throw cushion, I do not want to lay back and then lay forward. And, and then there's a thousand strands of my locks on his pillow. That is so gross to me. He doesn't want to see and, not like it's not in my house. It's not gross, but in his house, it's gross. He tells me, Elise, your hair is all over my house. What's going on? But now I said, what do you want me to do? And he's like, no, I mean, listen, you're lucky you have it. You have it to lose. I'm like, well, let's hope it grows back. Anyway, so I found this product. It's not really a product. It's a game. Um, as usual, where I usually tell you you could buy it, Amazon. But that's because you could buy everything there. And, and Amazon's so easy, by the way. Like, why wouldn't you buy stuff on Amazon? I don't want to give Jeff Bezos any more money. Please, I'm sick of it. I'm over it. But, but for me, I live in an apartment. They deliver it to my door. And if I don't like the product, just throw it back in the bag, seal it up, 
you know, print the return level and I throw it back. If you order from some of the other stores, they charge you six ninety five. They're like six ninety five is going to be deducted from your order. And I'm like, really? Well, Amazon doesn't do that shit. So guess what? You just lost the customer. So that's why I order from Amazon. Anyway, this it's a couple's card game. It's called Our Moments. Do you know this game? It's a hundred, one hundred thought provoking conversation starters for great relationships. <laughs> that's a mouthful. That's that's what they say it is. One hundred thought provoking conversation starters for great relationships. Our moments. And um, it's 20 bucks. It's, it's a deck of cards and it's just questions. And there's, you know, there, there's a lot of these like question um, card games out. Isn't there like some like kill the kitty game or something? I don't even know. But, but there are these question card games, but I like them. So um, I bought them a long time ago when I started dating after my divorce. And, you know, I was going out on dates with guys and some guys just are not talkers. And, you know, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I wasn't in sitting in Chili's and I wasn't like, let me take out my cards. <laughs> Let's play a game because that would make me a psycho. But no, but if I went out with a guy for a few times and say we were hanging out, you know, like at his house or something, I'd be like, oh, I have this really fun game. I got these cards. So let me tell you some of the questions. I have my deck in front of me. I took it off my bookshelf. Um, like one of the questions is, has a teacher ever changed your life? Have you ever met one of your heroes? Here's another one. This is a good one. Do you think we're designed for monogamy? You know, and um, they're, they're not like, here, oh, another one. Have you ever set up two friends on a date? These questions are not like super sexy. There are some sexy ones in the, in the thing, but, but they're not super sexy. It's really just a way to get the guy to open up and for you to open up. It's like, just have meaningful conversations with your significant other or this guy you're dating. Like you want to learn about the other person. Today, you know, so many people are just so, so, so quick to hop in the sack or so quick to be like, you know, if you like put a ring on it, well, you know, how about like actually getting to know the person, you know? I mean, we, we all kind of made those sort of, I don't even want to say mistakes. We all sort of did that kind of stuff when we were younger. You know, did you really know the person? Who knows? But, you know, today we're so busy. Everybody's so freaking busy. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, work, kids, all this stuff. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm probably like one of the, I feel like I'm, like I'm a single mother, like doing TikTok. Really? I should probably stop. No, I'm not stopping. Don't worry. But, but we're all busy. And when you sit down with your guy, it's sometimes nice to just talk about other things other than how are you? What'd you have for lunch? Did you get the halal kebab again on your lunch break? Oh no. So you know what? How about asking a question? What hobbies did you enjoy doing when you were younger, but you don't do anymore? You know, and you, you can really learn a lot about them. And you know what? It's also fun in the car. Um, a few people I know, they, they have these cards and they bring them in the car, like on long road trips with their husbands. I think that's so cute. Like you're on a road trip, drop, drop your kids off to college. Well, bring your cards. So fun. Anyway, questions from the audience. A few of my TikTok girlfriends, as usual, they send in some questions. I pick a couple at random and I try my best to answer them. I'm not an expert. I'm just a single mother that's been married and divorced and has kids and has a career and lives in a big city. So I guess I have some life experience. So I'm just answering them from my POV. So here we go. Question one, my husband commented on my recent waking. Now I feel insecure. What would you do? Um, I, I, it, I, I, would, I would tell him that like, you know, I, listen, your husband, your husband, are you married to him for longer than two minutes? I would sit him down. I would say, listen, babe, you're making me feel bad. Really? I did put on some weight. You know why? Because you want me to make you fattening dinners every night. So I put on a few pounds. I wear elastic waist pants. I unbutton my jeans when we go out to dinner and I pull my shoulder over. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> no, I would just tell him, listen, it hurts my feelings. I'm, you know, you're making me insecure. You're making me feel insecure. Everybody, that's vulnerable. 
everybody should, should be responsive to vulnerability, right? And if they're not, you know, that, that's a whole other thing that you have to work on the relationship. But it's like, it's also like, how dare he comment on your weight gain? You're his wife. Did you have some kids? Did you have some kids? Yeah, you did? Oh, you had six kids? Tell him to shut up, please. What does he have? What kind of weight gain is him? Big beer belly? What, wearing his one, one of his free Budweiser shirts he got or one of, his, one, of his free, one of his free T-shirts that he got from Marlboro Pack of Cigarettes when he used to smoke? He's still, he's still holding on to that, that gem from the 80s? What is he wearing, a shirt with a picture of a wolf on it <laughs> from Eastern Mountain Sports with holes in it? With his big beer belly and his Wrangler jeans on? Get out of here. I know that you probably dress adorable and you're cute and you shop at TJ Maxx like me and you buy all the shirts and the cute pants and the, the scarves and anything, everything. And um, he has some damn nerve. But I would tell him that I'm, he's making you insecure. And you know what? And if he's a guy's guy, if he's a big, big old brute, just be like, if you say that I gained weight one more time, when I'm never having sex with you again. So pick your, pick, pick your battle, okay? Second question. Easy one. Bloomingdale's or Macy's? Uh, TJ Maxx? I mean, I know I just said TJ Maxx, but really, TJ Maxx. Bloomingdale's is expensive. Like in Manhattan, we have Bloomingdale's, Saks Fifth Avenue, we have Bergdorf's, we did have Barney's and they closed. But Bloomingdale, you know, Bloomingdale's expensive. I, I almost feel like they're not comparable. Macy's is less expensive. Macy's has coupons. You're sitting down with your Sunday paper, you're seeing the Macy's flyer, which I loved to read, by the way, when I was younger, that in the comics. I mean, I was always a shopaholic, but it's like, you could get a coupon. You're 20% off. They have coupons for Bloomingdale's. They're like, Family and friends event. I go to the family and friends. Nothing's on sale. Like what, what, what's on sale? Oh, brought that candy cane. Great. Just what I was looking for. So I, I actually, I shop at Marshall's. I like TJ Maxx. I had a lot of great stores. I did a TikTok about, you know, but um, they are, they're all done. Lowman's, Filene's Basement, Daffy's in New York, Century 21 Design Discounts where they closed down. I like those kind of stores. I, I just, I feel, I like, I like to get a good deal. Um, Macy's and Bloomingdale's, I don't think they have different kinds of stuff. Bloomingdale's has more like, you know, upmarket designers and Macy's is just for like us, like sort of the regular, the regular girls. But, um, I would say both and TJ Maxx and DSW. That would be my, that would be my thing. Anyway, so we're closing it out with the quote of the day. Roseanne Barr. I love her. Comedian from the eighties. Obviously, you know, you know, her, her show Roseanne, she's still around. Remember, she came out in the 80s and she was like, I'm a domestic goddess. My life is so boring. All I do is sit and cook and clean and cater this guy. I have the most boring life ever. Meanwhile, there she was in Hamumu on stage, killing it. Then had a show, sitcom Roseanne, about her life. I, I loved her. I love her. Anyway, or I, I loved her at, at that time. I don't know what she's up to now. But anyway, this is her quote. The thing women have yet to learn is nobody gives you power. You just take it. So the thing women have yet to learn is that nobody gives you power. You just take it. I love that. And that's so Roseanne Barr. Like, you don't have to wait till somebody tells you to do something. Wait till somebody gives you the power. You just go freaking take it. You own that shit. That's what the guys do. Oh, yeah, they do. That's why all these guys, they get the promotions. They, they, all, they look so sharp. And they're walking down the, the hallway in the office. Because they, they just own in that shit. They just have the power. They just took it. They, they didn't wait. They didn't wait to get get something or someone to recognize it. No, I love that. Nobody gives you the power. You just freaking take it. Anyway, that's today's episode of the Elise DeLucci show. Thank you. Thank you. 
Tanti Grazi, thank you for listening. Make sure, please, please subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. I'm trying to get my listeners up. I actually have a lot of listeners right now. We got a lot of we got a big crew going here. We got a big crew on TikTok. We got a big crew listening. But you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can follow me if you want on Instagram at Elise Delucci. You can go to my website, elisedelucci.com, which I always tell you I never really update. Or you can follow me on TikTok at Elise Delucci, which I update all the time, every day. I love to TikTok. I'm scared to TikTok, by the way, in my office because you know, you're not supposed to like use personal social media, but I don't do it there but I love TikTok. I just go to the bathroom and do it. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow me. Talk to you soon. Love you. Ciao, babies.